Hello, I'm Norm Zosher, and this is Coffee Talk. Hello, and welcome again to the official podcast of the Guitar Department at Berklee College of Music. My name's Ian, and we have another episode of Coffee Talk for you. This week, we're joined by guitar professor Norm Zosher. Norm's a professor of guitar here at Berkeley and at New England Conservatory. He's an acclaimed guitarist in jazz, but blurs the lines into country and metal, and he also plays the pedal steel guitar. He's performed with Jerry Berganzi, Maria Schneider, Bob Brookmeyer, George Garzone, and he's a resident composer and guitarist for the Jazz Composers Alliance Orchestra. As always, a lot of this content will also be available on YouTube, and we have a ton of other great content on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so give us a like and a subscribe on whatever platform you use. Here's our interview with Norm Zosher. Hi everyone, I'm Kim Perlack. I'm the chair of the guitar department at Berkeley College of Music. And we're here for another coffee talk. Uh, we've got with us, as usual, Cheryl Bailey, assistant chair. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, everybody. Coffee cheers. We've got Ian Steed, our senior coordinator, as usual. Hey, Ian. Hey, all. And our guest today is Professor Norm Zosher. Hey, Norm. Hello. And today I'm having a lovely organic Earl Grey from Trader Joe's. Ooh. However... If it was, I already had my coffee. I don't want to do too much coffee because it's two. Well, it's two o'clock, so it's not a you know, it's not a, one of those long Berkeley days. Otherwise, be drinking coffee all day. But but, but so now I'm turn, taking it down a notch. Oh but, no, kidding. Okay. But my recommendation is Trader Joe's Irish breakfast tea. That is my number one. That's your number I'm one. I'm familiar. It's very familiar with one. that norm. It's very good. And oh, okay. I should back up. It's actually King Cole, King Cole Orange Pico from from New Brunswick, Canada. But the closest thing I can get to it is uh, Trader Joe's Irish breakfast. That's great. So, <laughs> so now what I remember is when we're at school. You often make like several cups of coffee and you have this way. I don't even know how you do it. It's almost like an acrobat. You're able to kind of push them all together with two hands and carry them somehow from the yeah. coffee maker to your teaching studio. Um, how have you, did you have to study physics to pull that off? Like, how did you do that? Do you know I'm doing, we're, Max and I are doing, my son and I are doing AP physics, so... <laughs> Okay, so I you wouldn't figured. believe that. And I've had I had a thing with a tree falling. The whole thing. I'm seeing the world in terms of force applied and mm-hmm. potential, and you know. I always thought that was amazing kinetic. because yeah. it, it implied that you knew that you would be so into teaching that you wouldn't actually have time to leave your teaching studio and walk down the hall, the office. So it's like as though you had a cup of coffee for each lesson lined up on the desk, like ready for each student. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't. laughs> I'm honestly yeah I see that's great so when you're with le- in lessons with professor norm Zosher, you're like you're in there man he's not getting up and walking around no no, no no there's no there's that's no time <laughs> <laughs> I love that um so norm you've been at Berkeley for a long time and um we shall not mention that no we're not going to mention how long um but 
a lot of the people who are listening have either been involved with Berkeley for a long time or they're just coming. They're students or they're prospective students or they're entering. And um, everyone's really interested in first day experiences. And, and I'm wondering if, if you have some memories of your first days, and it could be any type of first day, like first day of teaching on the faculty, first day of, you know, coming and visiting. Like, what are some first day impressions that you have? First day of at Berkeley? It was mm-hmm. too long ago. I can't remember it. I can't, honestly, I can't remember it. I don't, I don't know. You know, so, so, but, but I know, I remember the, you know, the first year, and I remember Sean, and here, oh, oh, I'm going to, should I do this? Here, should I take a chance? Here we go. Here we go. So Sean is like, I'm like, three note to a string. Three note to a string patterns are too hard for harmonic minor. And then Sean came in and went, oh, neck pickup. I need bridge pickup. <laughs> Anyhow, and after that, I wish I could remember Sean's last name, but I can't. he was a student. Sean he was, was a student, and he, wow! And, and you know what I said? If Sean can do it, I better do it. <laughs> so he's like, those were the that was a, that was a great first year experience. It was like because I, you know, there's that augmented second. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to do the the harmonic minor three notes to a string, and it's hard, but, but Sean could do it. And I was like, you know what? Thanks. And I can thank Sean for that. It was a, you know. <laughs> so right in the beginning, you were learning things from the students that came to you right away. Oh, and that's why I wanted to show, share my, uh, my, my documents today. <laughs> Cause if you would see my documents, it's every, everything is like, it's like a bebop scales, Liam, right. You know, um, mm-hmm. Um, Donnelly Andre, right? Uh, it's it's like, and then all my scales. So if I have, I, I have like, because neck, you've been getting into neck diagrams, right? So I've got, oh, yeah. so not, so I have for major scale, there's like 30 people's names. There's like, you know, major scales, Bob, major scales. Yeah, they're, anyhow, there's like, yeah, and so, and so, what was that? Yeah, can you explain that? They all have names or those people that influenced you for those fingerings or yeah in other words in other words salmon (laughs) well in other words you know it's like these the people who have like the kind of nashville in nashville the nashville cats are coming out of major scale with root fourth finger you know it's out of like the g chord shape right you know I'm an E chord, you know, because of because of minor pentatonic, right? I, I'm like an E chord. My my roots are E chord shape, you know, in terms of my my harmonic orientation. <laughs> I would say, um, you know, so for my primary fingering, so there's there's one 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 person at all anything that's major the root. Uh, well, actually, a bunch of people like will have anything that's major. A major mode with the root on the E string, they're going to have it with their fourth finger. Then we ha- there's there there's um you know um so uh, in in a, in a caged world right coming out of the G shape right you know and by the way when I was saying the E shape that's coming out of that cage thing right um so yeah so and then and then people a lot of people have come out of the Levitt fingerings right and those are very distinct 
Yeah, is whatever the standard Berkeley fingerings like like I used to teach when I first came, right? You know, um, that's one of my big memories. Ugh, I, I'll tell you. Uh, um, now, anyhow, I just really sad I didn't get to meet uh, William Levitt. Basically, I was talking about it today with somebody. But that's one of my sad memories, <laughs> and it's funny as I didn't realize. You know that I like him so much. You know I didn't know him. I came from I came from a different school, mm -hmm. and and it's like uh, we were just doing um, uh, autumn leaves today, uh, or no no all the things you are hits all the things you are version, mm -hmm. and I was doing it with a student and um, yeah anyhow it's just uh, you know I really have bonded like, I think with his materials and stuff like that even though I, I don't <laughs> and I'm, I'm a Levitt a Levitt rebel like I do not you know <laughs> I change position I'm one of those evil position changers like when it comes to doing scales you know um, you know Bill was about eyes on the page hands on the fingerboard so you could read it's like it's like my son's doing piano lessons now that's the deal you know eyes on the page you know and you get the and you, you feel it feel that stuff you know, it, it's so interesting that you say this because um, there's a lot of parallels that I'm feeling from studying classical music in that um, all of our repertoire and all of our technique is it comes through this lineage of teachers and composers. And it's really beautiful that you've made these handouts and you think of the materials and the lineage of teachers and students that have influenced you and players who are in different parts of our field so that you do have a sense like oh in Nashville you're more apt to do it this way and in this style you're more apt to do it this way there are metal people who play the harmonic minor this way and uh, and all of that reminded me of this conversation I had with Larry Bayonne really recently about Bill Levitt and he said you know you learn fingerings and you learn positions so that eventually the whole guitar becomes one big pattern and then you approach it the way you need to approach it for what you do. It, you're not meant to stay confined. You're, these are a pathway to, for you so that the whole thing becomes one big position and then you see how it connects. And I think that's really beautiful that, that you have this like living family tree. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool, Norm. I really like that. Yeah, that's great. Is what what happened? I got hired the semester. Bill died, right? You know, mm. so it, was, it was it was like, um, and he was too sick. And mm. then you know, and then there's this crazy thing with the the lap steel with him, right? <laughs> like anyhow, but we'll pass on, I'll well, pass on that. Know. The one thing. Oh, what was that? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was saying about the Uber position. Like, if you're trying to get the Uber position, you know, again, this the holy grail, right? The holy grail of guitar is that that you see is what you're talking about, right? This this that that the guitar is one big super super position, right? That you're you're moving at will through. So my advice would be about again going back to Sean, which is, <laughs> which is, do three notes to a string patterns, right? Mm -hmm. That 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 to me is like you get you know for any scale, you know, mm -hmm. which were you know we really only four scales and seven modes of each, right? Mm -hmm. The ones we do semesters mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, um, unless we include diminished scale in that thing, but but which is not much. Anyway, but um, but that but it's like uh, the those three now two string patterns. Mm -hmm. There's just seven of them for each, you know, for well, one for each mode, right? And and um, 
that I think, you know, if anybody's looking for that, I, I tend to find, you know, I think that's kind of the easiest way to do it. It's certainly, I don't know how you all feel about three mm -hmm. notes during patterns, but they, they well, simplify the mechanics of the, it, of the instrument, right? You know, in terms of right hand, left hand. If you look at Cheryl and I's faces, we're feeling pretty good that you're saying that because we just completed with Larry Bayon the our review that we started. We, I don't know if you remember this, but way back in 2018, mm -hmm. um, when Larry was still chair and um, before I came on as chair, we had done that review of all the proficiencies and we decided to to introduce the three notes per string yes. patterns, um, seven of them for each type of scales for seven seven patterns, seven modes, and um, we um, will have by NAM by the NAM show in January this beautiful book from Berkeley Press that is going to be out there with an introduction to all the stuff that we give people yeah. uh, as an intro to proficiency. So that's great. Yeah, I think that is true. I think it it makes it a little clearer when you have seven modes, you got seven fingerings, and then you have to come to the understanding that you can use them in different ways and and you can start to connect them and move through them. So that's great. But it's a, it's a mechanical thing that, that you yeah. know, specifically that you have the, you know, you have two, a one and four, mm -hmm. and then it's either two or three. Exactly. And then, and then you're picking it, and it's the right hand thing too. So what, what regardless of if you're doing alternate picking, mm -hmm. uh, finger, your finger picking, uh, economy picking, legato, no matter what you do, you're, it's, it's, it's repeating every time if you're taking a scale, scale pattern. It's repeating symmetrically across the string set. So it's just, you know, it, again, it's like, again, I think I'm probably thinking of some of this because my son's been doing pian beginning piano and it's been, you know, actually I've been really, it's a, you know, thinking, you know, they it's so worked out with, with piano. It's not like, it's not like the guitar, which is constantly, you know, evolving into god knows what you know right <laughs> and the pedal steel back here sorry <laughs> yeah and that i was gonna ask you because you said pedal steel in passing and um i think it's really interesting that that you've played different styles of guitar and then you've also really gotten into pedal steel and yeah yeah i'm wondering like you know with all of the different things that you do do you tend to see the connections between them or are you drawn to them primarily because of the differences? You know, I was thinking, I've been thinking about this and it's back to the student, back to my, the students. And I think we all know this. You see, when we see all you come in here and you're like 18 and then it's like in a year, it's like you see the level, like people's levels, like it's unbelievable how fast, um, our students grow, right? You know, and how how awesome they, like they come in, awesome, and then you just see that it, it's like. So it's one of these things that also goes back to me teaching, teaching my son AP physics and and algebra too, which is kicking me. It's like from doing this, you know, and my students and my son. It's like how brilliant the students are, you guys are, right? You know, I just cannot how smart and how it's just unbelievable your brains are at that age at, at acquiring information it's just it's actually stunning and and so one of the things i'm like well you know if they can go and this, you know i see these people like oh you know i give them the jerry Bragonzi book one and then they go away for the summer and come back and they're like shredding changes and i'm like oh my god you know so 
So, you know, I'm playing guitar for a long time. So how about I learn something new, everyone? You know, it's like, you know, if they can do it, but, you know, it might take me longer, but I'm going to do it too. So I, I, you know, I must say it's, it's kind of like my wife, Abby, you know, in the guitar department, she's a serial crafter. You know, so she'll do, she'll do scrapbooking, she'll do jewelry, she'll do, she'll get into art, you know, airbrush, you know, whatever. She's, she's, a, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a serial, uh, I think I'm a serial guitar. <laughs> I tried to, you know what I mean? I say, if you play long enough, why not try, you know, if there's enough time, you know, spend a couple of years on it. My new thing is I'm trying to do, and then like trying to get this bebop. Oops. There we go. Trying to get this, it's and it's like a morph. So you know, uh, more you know, I've spent enough time on the on the pedal steel that it actually made my bottleneck better. And then I'm like, you know what? You know, from the pedal steel, um, I tend to play with a lot of times because, you know, I'm, I was new to it, I, you know, I was moving the bar around, I, you know, I'm trying to use my brain to sound good as opposed to lack of physical ability. So I play a lot of times with the bar flat. And a funny thing, I was, I was like, wow, you know what, if I mix up what, when it, you, sometimes you don't move the, on pedal steel, you play across the strings, um, um, and because the, the intervals are, there's a lot of seconds and thirds basically in there. So you can, you can get melodies just going across it. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so then I'm like, you know what? It's like, actually I could put, you know, <laughs> this is also a Richie Hardism, which is that Wes Montgomery only plays with these three fingers. Right. So if he plays with that, I could put a slide on this and that's what Toronto, you know, it's, and, and the grandpappy of this stuff is Toronzo, you know, and he's a, he's a fourth finger, fourth finger slide player. Right. And it, and it's be, so they freeze these up. So you've got a West Montgomery here with a slide. You know. So I just want to say that in the little example for the people who aren't watching, for the people who are listening instead, <laughs> um, Norm put a slide on his fourth finger and was playing that bebop line with his slide. And then he referenced Richie Hart, who's a professor, who plays West Montgomery style with three fingers, um, fingers one, two, and three on the left hand, and doesn't use the fourth finger. And then combine that idea with David Tronzo, who is our slide guitar professor, um, who always plays slide on his fourth finger so that he can fret behind the slide. Yeah. So and then, you know, you actually get the notes that you fret behind the slide if you can hold the slide properly, which is so hard yeah. to do. It's you know, like that. that. Hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, you say it's like, and you get that pedal, and it's like that's what you do, you know. <laughs> it's a little bit pedal steel, like yeah. But if you're gonna try that at home, I just want to say to everyone who's watching or listening, please take the advice that I'm sure normal second from Professor Tronzo, which is only do it for like two minutes at a time if you're not used to putting the slide on your little finger, because the little finger I'm holding up my hand and I'm showing you that the little finger is connected to this tendon. That's really important on the side of your arm, and if you do too much slide too soon, you can really inflame that area. And so, go slow. Go slow, you know, everyone. Who's getting inspired? Yeah. It took. 
it you know it, it what's and it, what's funny with it is it took me it's taken me forever my whole life to not to actually i think he you know is he must build up you know he must build up this muscle so you don't right. plot you hear this clank when you hit the fretboard i, I still do that I'm yeah i mean i've experimented even before i came to berkeley i was playing slide on nylon strings it sounds great thank you i love it it's, you know especially like a glass slide and um you do have to be really careful or you you bang around a lot you click yeah. the frets you know yeah, yeah. It, it, when it clunks onto the fretboard, it's, it, you know? it's not a good sound. And then it goes, and then uh, so, yeah, you can't have that. But yeah. so, Norm, what are the, some of the things you think you've learned as a performer, as a teacher, from from constantly learning new things? Like, are there, you know, like are there kind of bigger concepts that yeah. that you feel like have made you a better musician from just putting yourself in a beginner role? In the beginner role, or, or yeah, like being kind of a beginner with something new, like oh, oh I'm gonna go. Oh right, to right. Like, or I'm gonna, you know. Yeah, it's it's, you know what I keep thinking about along these lines, right? Uh, of this thing is that it's, it's that ten. You know, we, you remember when they had the ten thousand hours of mastery guy, come in, and and the thing that stuck with me, and and it's and 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 the, uh, well. I'll just say this. You could please remind me this anytime you see me in the hall, you know, because my, my instinct, I wanted, when I started guitar, I wanted to be the fastest guitar player. That's all I wanted to do was be fast. And, um, and then what the, the, the guy that 10,000, that what's the common theme of, like with all of these great teachers, whether it's a singer, whether it's a pianist, whether it's tennis, tennis teachers in, in, in Russia, it's everything they do everything ridiculously slow ridiculously slow right you know and it's so i'm like so that that's one of the things and and, and I, from that i what i realize and, and i'm sure you do kim like with with it's like the Bach pieces, right? The Bach suites, right? When you play those, it's like every. I tell people when they they complain about like learning all the inversions of the drop twos for 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 you know five th levels five through eight. It's like yeah, this is like this is like what it is to play a Bach suite because every moment of it is like a is like a brand new chord, right? You know, and it's one. It's page after page, a brand new chord. Your hands are doing things they've never done before. And the funny thing is, like, compare that with Vil Lobos. Vil Lobos is like, boom, everything, everything, everything's like a gift to a guitar player, right? You know, it's all, it's, it's like, it's so physically easy, right? You know, what you do and... Your grandma is like so happy with you. It's like, and then you play the box suites. It's like, and you say, I'm struggling, right? You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it, you know, anyhow. Uh, I mean, yeah, Via so, Lobos was such a guitaristic composer, right? Yeah. I mean, and it, it, he was and a guitarist. Yeah. yeah. There's a, and there is a thing to think about it is like, it's, it's an interesting thing. And I think like Cheryl probably could chime in about this with jazz is that jazz, you know, is in flat keys and stuff. And it doesn't really, you know, if you think it's the open strings that are, that's where you get this, bang, the biggest bang, like, you know, oh, oh, whoa, it's in standard tuning. It was supposed to be an open D. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> D, 
did she do it? No. Okay. This is life with Abby is every time you pick up a guitar, it's in a new tuning. You, so you, you never know what's going to happen. Um, That's great. But, but the main thing is, is is that when it comes to bioprogramming, and that's what I think of programming the wetware in here, right in my head, you know the way to do it. Admit it, and I think I'm actually ripping off Mick Goodrick here, where he was saying, you know, he there was a there's a um, there was like a finger click uh, thing he got from um, uh, uh, Abe Laborio, and he said it was like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't do it, you know. But he was like, he like, no, this is so Mick, right? You know, he's like, I can't do it. So, but if I do it and write it all out and then I do it really slow, I'm going to you know, do one piece at a time, do it out of rhythm and then slowly build it up. And then he's tearing it up. Right. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> um, and that is, that's, that's the key, you know, and I, I would say that I think everybody gets so frustrated uh, when you can't do things right away, um, <laughs> I've got a good rap here, which is that no matter where you come down on religion and and the word faith, right? But there is a there is a, there's a role you've got to have a type of faith in music, and the type of faith you have is that the work you do today, you know, you got to not get a reward for it today. That's that's how you're going to get better if you're if you're a musician, you. Um, you work on something with the faith that today's work will benefit in a, in a week from now. And you've got to be happy with that. You know, I think I've heard Wayne Krantz do some raps about this. He does a great rap about this, about composing. You know, when you go and write and you get, you know, you spend 45 minutes and everything's terrible and you didn't get anything done. He's like, awesome. I got that 45 minutes of no ideas out of the way. Great. Now I'm closer to the, getting the thing done. Right. So you've got to, it's, you got to, it, you know, so I think that that's, that's, you know, especially this beginning thing and, and, and acquiring anything new is, you know, slow it down and get, and it's delayed gratification, right? You've got, it's that, that's, the, I mean, I think we all probably, right. I think we all like that's we're all like yeah that's that's music right you know you've got to wait you know to to get it and you got to be happy with the work you did today right you know otherwise you're just gonna quit right you know before you get anywhere but it's like you know that's the route you can almost anybody can do anything if they just do it and are patient about it and do step by step by step and do it slowly and you all tell me norm slow down <laughs> because I, I again like my my inner the inner norm is like just just wants to always do everything too fast right you know it's mm -hmm. like you know so cut but but there's hopefully the you know what do you call it the frontal lobe will take control of the situation <laughs> in my case <laughs> cheryl what's on your mind as norma's going through this stuff well First of all, that was really, you just said it so perfectly, the process of great technique is you have to play it, work on it really slow. And it is programming. I mean, we're a whole system, right? And so in slowing it, you're really embedding it in your central nervous system and the physicality and breathing and all of that. Um, so thank you for, for sharing that. Um, 
I wanted to ask you about one time when we were talking and you said one of the things you, you like to do is, for instance, you know, especially, especially, but I mean, I think at all levels, someone's getting into playing changes and getting into harmony. You said you like to get them to develop a pathway, one pathway, right? So, which is cool, because I often think of that as a strategy. You need a strategy, right? So that you have them work on, it start with one pathway that you cut through it. And that's gonna be your main pathway. And then once you can get through that, then you can start to build other paths from there, right? So anyway, I, any of your thoughts about that? I really love that. It's it's my Amazon. It's a it's a it's actually kind of a, you know a sad it's sad when I should I'm laughing here. I always laugh at sad stuff. So, so because not that I don't think it's sad, but but I think my my analogy it's the Amazon rainforest analogy, right? Which is there there and I just saw there some new versions of this, but it, you know there's a lot of satellite data. The the so basically. And I've had the, you think of like when I play in drummers' bands. I think we can all, right, right, Cheryl, you probably can relate to this. You play in a drummer's band and you have to solo over those changes. And it's like, and it's in 19, you know, 198. And the changes are, it's like what I call skeet shooting changes. I don't skeet shoot, but it's like, pull, 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 Lydian, pull, uh, alternate, pull, pull. You know, it's like just completely unrelated, like a, like a, like a cascade of unrelated, really inexplicable harmony in, in the hardest alternating rhythms you can ima imagine. So it's like, okay. What I'm gonna do, I've ha I, I can think of it, it was with, uh, you know, I'm not gonna mention the drummer, and, and he's a, he's a very well noted. He got four and a half stars in Blue Note on the album we did, right? Um, but but he, but the chords, still I'm telling you, man, your chords don't make sense. Anyway, so is there's there's one of these things, and it's like, boy, it was like when I hit, I hit the roadblock, and then Berganzi was on the session, and Berganzi's like, hey Norm, you take this one. It's like it's like thanks, man. Anyway, it's like I was like the Mikey, you know, he likes every. <laughs> so anyway, so so I so you know you go through and you and I made one pat you know one way through it. I used to do it with standards. I'd made uh, what I would do is make this is like you were saying. Uh, what 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 was your way? It wasn't just one path. Sometimes I'll write like write out one course. Right? You were saying. What was it? You you had a strategy, right? Getting a yeah, strategy. So the so the thing is, then I used to like early on, and I, and I tell my students like like when I'm playing on standards, okay, I wrote a progression of scale grids, right? You know, so it's like okay, I don't want to be restricted by playing one thing. Make a make a make a make figure out it, make a plan, and I, and I'll say this, to, you know, I'll say this to my students and stuff like that is that i think i tell this to everybody i don't think i see them try to do the hard stuff like they you know the bridge to um oh god it, it was this just happened with my guitar ensemble over 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 um in this spring so the bridge to house never by dave holland which again is like a little bit skeet shooting <laughs> crazy so every dave holland tune is a little bit like that um 
But it's like, okay, so we, you know, every, everybody's kind of having a problem with the bridge. So let's, so boom, I lay out a bunch of scale. Here's, here's a sequence. It's, it's actually voice leading scale patterns, right? Oh, I love you, kitty. A kitty just walked into the picture. We should have my puppy come down. She'll freak out. Um, <laughs> um, but, but it's in the difference it makes, right? You know, like, like having it like, okay, you're going to go from this scale pattern to that scale pattern. It doesn't matter. It could be anything. There's no right or wrong, but you just, like you're saying, Cheryl, you have to have a plan, right? You know, you can't just, if it's too hard to do it right away, you've got to do some premeditation you know, about it and, and find that one path. Then, like the Amazon, once there's one road, then there's side roads, then you make side roads, then you connect the side roads, and then the side roads and the, the side roads get connected, and then it's it's pasture land, right? You know, and that's what we <laughs> want to do to the, the forest of changes is, is turn it into, uh, you know. You know, that's interesting too. I mean, you were sort of saying this earlier about you know, you practice slow and you, you're developing pathways actually in your brain, you know, that whole connection. And every time you do something, you're, you're um, strengthening that path pathway, you know, in your brain, in the wiring of your brain. And um, I think that's a similar thing. You know, you find some, a voice led line or something, just start there. I mean, I, I remember my teacher a lot of times would just write, whole notes like this is important note and connected to this note and i have that and, and then you know once you get that way through it again yeah you can it opens up from there but it's you know, like it's, yeah it's like programming that whole the thought process your ear your hands all that stuff and i'm down with that whole note melt that that that, that that's one of the things i think in jazz jazz improv it's like you know um uh, how insensitive is like these sixths right like the whole this is what you want to tie all all your melodies to like this is that's kind of that these weird like um what would we call it it's well i call them like homo melodies <laughs> like you said right and, and 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 it's almost like every standard you know it could be you know uh every standard kind of has the inside of it there's this this these these very and sometimes they're, and they're multiple you know they're because of the chord tones depending you know it's like that i've been thinking of, uh, it's that that thing right there is just like one of these it, it gets broken apart in it in in so many different ways it's like you know right you know it, it's it's but same thing with with like the so there can be like three kind of different half note melodies and you're kind of you know you know you end up resolving them sometimes they run into kind of a dead end right you know at some point but but it's yeah I'm so that that particular thing with with the tunes is a really kind of upside down version of like changes improv because it's like you know play the scale play the arpeggio and like that that's what I was wanted to be you know you're super into the you were well, not super I mean you the super chord arpeggios that we Wes's super chord like you know and and I know you're super into them I, and I'm super into those. Um, 
And that's great. And that, those are these giant things. But it's what's crazy is that that you know it's it's like the complete opposite. It's like no, there's this one you know this you see to that B. That's that's it. Like that's the big moment in this this series of changes. And that you don't hear about that from many people. I don't I don't think who who hipped you to that or who who was saying that. I, uh, my my early teacher John Mayone when I was a yeah. kid. And I, I think. Even to this day, some of the tunes that he, you know, he and he just write a voice led line. It was either yeah. whole steps or half steps. And for instance, someday my prince will come. To this day, when I play that, I see that light up in yeah. my head. And yeah. it, it helped me because I didn't have, I couldn't connect all those things, but I could connect that line and then start to build stuff yeah. off of that line. Yeah. Just really, that really helped me get that concept like that i do that all the time now yeah like yeah nature oh and then like you're saying strategies right there are a lot of strategies <laughs> so pick one start with one right is that what you would say <laughs> right you know it's like just start with one. don't worry about doing everything i think a lot i think a lot of you know it's like it, and i think it, like when it comes to improvisation like i think well i think you know everybody's Everybody thinks like <laughs> I think it was Keith Jarrett who was like, my head's open and the ideas come down from heaven into me and come out of my fingers. I don't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that in case it wasn't him. But somebody was saying that. It's like, but it's like if any of us have we you know we've all analyzed people's music and what do they do? They do the same thing over and over and over again. If it's Pat Metheny. <laughs> You know, he's got, and he ripped, by the way, he ripped this lick off. Uh, that's Wes. I transcribed that first Wes playing that lick, right? You know, and it's like, so, so, well, but, which is great. I mean, because you want to steal from the great ones, right? It's like, well, I you think know, that's yeah. true. Actually, yeah. I was, had a conversation with Jerry Berganzi the other day, and he was talking about, you know, some of the heaviest players like Cora Silver and going to see them a couple nights in a row, and they played the same solos pretty much yeah. and i've definitely worked with artists and they do that and it's you know we are you i guess the thing is you can't play what you can't play something you've never practiced yeah right so yeah. you know the more kind of things that you're practicing or working out then they're there for you but you can't no one can play anything they've never practiced so yeah. You know, I, and that doesn't mean that it wasn't magical or it's not magical when they play or when you play, but yeah, you need a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> you need a pathway. I think that's an interesting point because I, I mean, as a classical musician, I used to firmly believe that, right? Like that I could play like myself only if I've really practiced because as an interpreter, there's so much of a technical component to that. And it was after I came to Berkeley, you know, and started working with all of you that I had to put that to the test if I was going to learn to improvise more actively and improvise in concert. And the reality is, is like, I think it's true that you, you play what you can play beautifully, what you've practiced, but what you've practiced is also full of a lot of components of things. And so when I started to improvise, what I realized was, yes, I can improvise. I can freely improvise even but what's coming out is still telling me my tendencies. It's still telling me what I've practiced. So like, even if you break it down in intervals, it's like, you know, you play a lot of 
sevenths and fourths and and you play a lot of these sixths like this well yeah because a lot of my hand is like coming from the first finger right so then if i i have to like kind of now practice reaching back to play different intervals or something like that you know or you know when you improvise a scale run oh randy ruse would be like hey have you been practicing the diminished scales a lot and it's like well i guess yeah because that's what came out today you know it's like what what you put in comes out and it might come out in a free way and it might come out in the same way every time or it might come out but if you don't put it in it can't come out right yeah right right yeah and it, you know and it, and not to feel bad about it you know what i mean <laughs> just i mean it's like it does seem to be what all you know all the great players you know it's like they're playing mm. it's not like they're reinventing everything all the time they're doing the actually mm. you go through it as like Pat Metheny, um, I shouldn't probably shouldn't say it. You know, he's playing all the things you are. So so uh, bar eight of chorus to all the things you are question and answer, and then bar sixteen. You know, or roughly. You know, um, he same like down a fourth, same same chords, same chord progression down a fourth. He plays that, and then Kenny. I think it was a Kenny Garrett album. What's his first lick? Uh, race that that's like <laughs> and it's, it's like, a good one yeah yeah you know what i mean and 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 his he, i shouldn't do this to pat but he's like the, like i said like you know 40 percent chance for a two five you know like that that lick you know or a variation of it but that's that that's the other thing is that that i think for jet for improv the thing to do is once you have a lick, you can, that's like the side roads. You can, once you have a lick, now you can start, you can start improvising with it. You turn it upside down. You go up from the middle and down from the middle. You, you break it into thirds if you did it in seconds. You, you know what I mean? It's like, um, <clears throat> yeah, and, and I think, again, this is the thing where people are thinking, it's like, I, you know, I, I get the feeling a lot of times when I tell people, it's just learn this little isolated lick. Like, um, there's a thing I do, which is basically, it's like... <laughs> it's the thing, one of the things about jazz is, I, I think, it, like, there's a, there's a funny story I could think of what, of, what Abby's student said is, like, um, anyhow, was that, that she had... It, it, was, it was like, she had taught them that taught them the jazz was the quote and it, it was and then, and then i've thought about well what is the jazz and what and one of the things about jazz is doing something different on that five chord you know it's not white keys right and your biggest opportunity to do something other than white keys on the you know if you're in c major doing a two five one is on the five chord right you know so that and the first thing that is it seems to be this universal thing if you transcribe is doing diminished seven arpeggio uh you know for your five seven flat nine you know and it ends up being no root so you've got the third the fifth the flat seven and nine and i'm like okay just just improvise with this and just take you know this these five notes those five notes and that, that you know, this was liebman actually in because i went to the banff center and, um when dave liebman was teaching there and he had 
it, it did more for changes playing for me for anything. He did two, five, one, six. And when you go to the sixth chord, it's really, you know, it's dominant seven flat nine. That's like, that's like the one chord in jazz improv that, that, that's the one. If you can get that one, you got it. I think he's like, cause that's, that's the really tricky, you know, that's the one that people have a really hard time getting their head around, right? It's that five of two minor, right? You know? Um, but I'm telling people just just improvise with those things. There's so many, you, you know, like my favorite lick that I had out of it is actually it's it's like what back to the half. It's back to the whole note melodies that Cheryl was talking about. It's like this. You know, that that little lick, I mean, that, and it's like people want to play, it's like uh, so much more, but, but it's like, that's what I'm telling It's like you could play just those two notes and it, and it says so much, right? And that's what makes a Jim Hall, right? You know, it's like, I think back to Abby and the crafting, you know, with the making, you know, it's like sewing, you, you know, you're sewing the, the, this change into the next change and all that stuff. And I'm seeing Ian, is, does that mean we're done? <laughs> No, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm digging all this. I, I really like what you're what you're saying. Maybe I, there's one thing that I that maybe I want to be sticky on is that maybe we can just call them phrases. Because one thing that like you know we talk about pathways and like you mentioned Jim Hall, like I've been practicing in a way that like Cheryl, you were saying like you know just write out a whole chorus. I've been trying to practice this way over fiddle tunes, but which aren't so change related. So no, maybe I'll, like I would, fresh, I, I, fresh thing is to like, like I'll write a whole different version of the melody that's kind of around the melody. Yeah. And then I'll do another one and then I'll do another one. And each one maybe on one, one chord or one area, it's like, maybe this is the time for a really nasty blues lick. And maybe this is the time for like a really, like a little triplet in there. You know, it's just like moments, right? And then all of a sudden by doing all of these different choruses or breaks, you know, you can like find your way through them. So instead of like improvising and being like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like for me, that's a lot of pressure. But like, if I've done all of these things, maybe I won't play one exactly as I've practiced it. Maybe it'll be this part of this one. And then that part of that one and they're mm -hmm. phrases, right? I mean, yeah. because when we call them licks, it's like, it, it almost seems like we're devaluing what we do as guitarists, right? Because it's a guitaristic thing. And that we're like finding ourselves in like, you know, what just came naturally on the guitar or something, right? But like, really, these are musical phrases that we've come up with, right? And like Jim Hall did a lot of that, right? Like a lot of basic bebop vocabulary sometimes is like, you play the avoid tones, right? But it's not about like you, when you get there, it's okay because you're playing a phrase because you're phrase playing, right? It's like a musical statement. Okay, and along those lines, I was gonna say this about this. This is why I tell them the limit to limit, like, like we could call it phrases, but that is motivic. Um, um, what, what am I, how can I forget this? Motivic consistency. That 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 thing. I mean, I, I think that, and that's kind of what you're talking about is having um, 
What is it? Is it motivic consistent? What's the phrase? Am I forgetting it, or is it? It's I'm getting development. Motivic. Motivic. But but the idea is, the idea is you take one. And this is why I tell them the limit limit stuff is like uh, is again, Woody Woodpecker, right? You know. You know, and then. It's the, when when the motive it's like having that motive morph into the next harmony, but the motivic consist motivic consistency. Did I say that? That I didn't say that. That's the word motivic consistency. Like that, and that's one of the things when I think of the, the, the phrases you want you want that phrase to repeat. And it's same. And, and, and one of the things that's crazy in it is that. I analyzed our Arkansas Traveler. I just I just analyzed it, and you know what? Chord tone on downbeat, non-chord tone on offbeat, just like bebop scales. It's the same thing. It's except that, and and what's what and what what goes on like in in bluegrass is that it's 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 also <laughs> those are Coltrane tetrachords. That's our right. How many times have you heard that lift, right? You know, that's one, two, three, five on each chord. And it's like, and there's the, you know, it's, um, and again, motivic consistency, right? You know, in, 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 in those cases. Um, but that's, I think that that's, that's another thing about, especially about like not, you can play a lot less <laughs> and sound impressive if one idea relates to the next. You know what I mean? As opposed to, you know, it's like, okay, you know, uh, whatever, you know, it's like, then it's in order to be interesting, you've got to play like you know crazy fast or something you know it's like but it's like actually you can get a lot of people's attention if you know your ideas linked together right you know <laughs> or even just like i don't know about you but like in trying to play like that where everything is completely through composed and everything is totally spontaneous like i develop a lot more tension and so like when i'm playing and i and i'm trying to play relaxed and you know usually if it's like on a flat top in a scenario with other people like it's a very physical thing and just the slightest amount of tension i'm like dead so like to have these phrases ahead of time that yeah. you can move takes, through and takes, just be like i'm intentional. gonna make a choice to go to this phrase and then mm -hmm. after that i know what phrase i'm gonna play so that mm -hmm. way it's not like holy crap what am i gonna play mm -hmm. i know, have to play something totally brilliant and new every time right and but then you know you that's but that's part of the discipline of all of this that hopefully it leads you to you know like norm was saying earlier where the guitar becomes one big position you the fact is is that you can spontaneously compose an entire piece and not know where you're going and build it as you walk it and have it through composed and learn to breathe and have a beautiful tone and sound just like yourself. Of course you can. It's all in you. Of course, that's where it comes from. And all of the problem that like Ian laid out that's true for all of us is non-musical. It's not a musical problem. But you get there by doing all this work, by laying all this groundwork that you all have beautifully laid out in the same way that you learn a strategy to learn your scales. And then you can then you see the matrix of the fingerboard, right? And so it's a you've all kind of encompassed a lifetime of learning and the whole process and and how it feels in in maybe like thirty five minutes. So that was really beautiful the way you did that. 
I was thinking of the thing you were saying about like you know when you you practice and then because I think I think we're all it's like this is totally the, the, like all of our experience like you practice is like I was practicing diminished scale then you go to play and you play diminished scale. There's a there's a quote that from John Abercrombie. Um, he told <laughs> told me he was like when he was going to school there was this piano player. I think we've all heard a variation of this. There's a piano player in in town. I, I forgot who it was. Um, he's and he was like man. I love it. You know, I love how this guy plays. You know, he says. <laughs> so he goes to the guy. He's like, "Man, what? What? I love how you play. Like, what? What? What's your concept?" And he's like, "I just play myself in and out of mistakes, right?" <laughs> and it's and it's a funny thing. It's a the one of the things that busts us out of this. You know, in in improvisation is the mistake right it's like it's like the chinese word for crisis is is the same word as opportunity right so you get this one of the things is like when you make that mistake this is an opportunity to do something you've never done before and justify you're now we're going to justify that mistake you know right because yeah. you're justifying it by what you play next not by yeah, what you played yeah. before it right yeah, it's that's... it's one of the things I think about outplaying. What makes outplaying um, cool? I think you know, it's like it's like when you're in the middle of it, you, you, it's you don't know. It's the person on the typewriter. You don't know if the lick is it good or is it bad. Oh, it's good, right? It's like there's there's a moment in the middle of outplaying where you, where the, it's it's exciting. You don't know if the guy's gonna fall if if the person's gonna fall off the 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 wire, right? It's like whoa whoa, or are they gonna catch the rung if it's the trapeze person in the air? That's why outplaying I think is exciting because we don't know we don't you nobody knows if it's gonna come out good or not, and then they don't do it. I I think of so much. I think we could all think of this when we watch the Olympics and it's the quadruple lutz. I think we all feel that, especially with like classical guitar. It's like it's like oh, and here she goes uh, oh <laughs> it's like it's, they fall on the ice. It's like there's so much of music, but I but that's also where the excitement, you know, there's a lot of excitement in that that those moments. It's like those are the things, you know, it's you know, and it, what's it, along those lines also messing with you know, you've got to give people what they expect and surprise them, right? That's that's what great composition is. You know, you give it, you know, you say, you know where it's going and then they, you know, you hit you with the surprise anyway. <laughs> you know, um, this kind of, I think you've already answered it in some ways, but Ian, you always ask a question that's really, really an advice question in some ways for students who are listening. And, and I wonder if you want to pose yeah. that. Yeah, so there's a thing we ask everybody uh, who joins us, which is, uh, what's something a student should be asking about or thinking about that they might not even think to ask about, that might not be on their radar? You know what? I think, you know, what's funny, I've run into this, master intervals. If you want to, you know what? What's one of these things? And okay, and you know, so this. I'm not saying this is for everybody. You know what I mean? But but um, and not and and the thing about inter intervals, like I I see this a lot. You know, with people 
who maybe don't have, you know, people are playing a lot. They could play great, but they haven't thought about music theory. It's, um, it's really being good at, at being, I find a lot of people are not that good at picking out intervals from any given point on the fretboard. So, so the, like a big thing, you know, a big thing is make sure. And then also not only thinking about the up way of the intervals, but thinking the backwards. And and it's and it, they're trippy, right? You know, because and and they invert if they're not perfect intervals. So if uh, what I say is, you know, if I think of me 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 re do, you know, that's my the happiest interval in the world, right? But but actually, if I invert it, it's what I call the note of ultimate sadness, which is flat. So if I'm in the key of E, e you know, da, 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 I was playing this, <laughs> the theme from Love Story for somebody, you know, but it's like, ah, if you want watch World at War <laughs> from the 70s, you know, there's like, they, it's like, it's, this is the, the big note, da, da, that's the same interval. And that, and that's what messes people up also with intervals is that you can't, you, you know, it's the same distance. But it's like if who's on top, who's on the bottom, and it has completely different emotional impact, completely different emotional impact. And the intervals are the yardstick by which we measure music. You know, it's it's that's the thing. It's like if we don't it's if you don't have yeah, you don't have that interval. Yeah, if you don't have that, then 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 you know you can't you can't figure out what you're doing. Basically, you can't you can't say I went this far, right? You know, and say you know, and and then you got the and the other thing about like oh god, it's like the whole problem with a guitar is the G and B string. It's the G and B string. It's giving me a lifetime of heartache and, and, and frustration. It's like, that's the essence of what, that's the essence of the problem of guitar, of the guitar. It's because of that G and B string, our lay, we have one of the most complex layouts of any instrument. You know what I mean? You know, out of sax, you got an arpeggio, you hit this octave key, you do anything on piano, I know doing different keys on those instruments is hard, but once you have that lick, all you do is just you press either a button or you just do the same thing up and up and up and down the keyboard, right? On our thing, every this note, like I was talking about, the one, two, three, five. How many different ways are there to play this? You know, it's it's it, I, you know what ten, twelve? I don't know. You know what I mean? There, it, it, it the the same thing looks completely different all over the instrument you know and it's like you know and, and it goes back to what kids say about that uber key right you know getting that uber key down that's and that and that's a and that's the that's that's the problem with guitar so you got it it's what so what's then when we get into this intervals thing you have to be able to see as the stick is in the water if you stick a stick in the water it looks bent right that's what the G and B string is. It's this bed in the, you know, it's it's literally, you have to say, you have to know that, yes, the fret, the notes are bent across that part. John, John Fig calls it the warp refraction zone, right? You know, and it's like, it's, it's like, but you have to see that that, you have to know in your head that that bed stick is straight, right? You know, 
And again, the intervals get into this concept that I was thinking of absolute music, right? You know, that that's what you, you know, that's what you want to start thinking is it. And, and again, what I say, I would also say to students is number everything, everything. You have a chord and you have a chord, you have a bunch of notes. You got to know every number. Is that the root, third, fifth, seventh, flat nine, sharp nine? You know, you know, every bit of that, everything. If you do that, if I don't, you know, I that's how you're going to learn how to steal that. Right. You know, and, and make that your own and then do what you're talking about. You, you know, change the phrases, you know, mess with the phrases. Right. And then, it, you know, I think we all feel like, you know, there's this lick, you know, it's like, oh, this is my lick. And then I was like, wait, no, I ripped that off. <laughs> it's like, and then you go and see the original lick and then you realize it was like, whoa, I actually, it's not the same anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it is my lick, right? You know, anyway. Yeah, I think that's, this is such a great point. And Cheryl and I and, and Ian um, with us, we've been kind of swimming in intervals and and um, scale degree numbers and things as we've gone through the curriculum in the last few months, like kind of revising things um, and really looking at it. And it, it is true, Norm, that like everything is built of intervals. Triads are stacks of intervals, you know, four part chords are stacks of intervals. And, and you're right. Like every melody you could, you put a scale degree to, to your melody or your melodic phrases and you write new ones even if you just alter the rhythm, that's going to make it sound like a different melody. Yep. And so yep. if you really know that, I think that's what people say when, when they say, know what you're playing. And a lot of students say like, Oh, I don't know what that means. I think yeah. this is what people mean is what you said is like, yeah. understand like how that these melodies that you love are built of intervals and those intervals are part of chords. And when you're playing over changes, you're taking that material and using it in a different way. And when Ian is rewriting melodies and rethinking these beautiful old traditional tunes, that's what you're doing. You're using the stuff that built those things. And then if you want to go out of that, it's going to sound, if you want to borrow, but you know, you could bring new things in. But I think that's really important to remind people what it means to know what you're playing. And, and put a fit like one of the things is when I'm saying the numbers and I think when we're when we're all talking about this with all of us I think what if anybody's listening to this when we say a flat six we mean that that you hear it right you know it's like that that it, it's like and that that's where I say is the note of ultimate sadness it sounds we put Abby and I like put happy sad faces on the mode like the modes are a series of like you know, happy faces. Actually, Lydian is a little bit sad because it's it's got the sharp four. It's poignant, right? You know, but but it's like, you know, is the, put a face on these things, put an emotional thing. So so the, yeah, for me, you know, you know, yeah, you know, six is six is not six is a, it's a happy note, by the way, and it's a sad. You know, it's a sing song note, right? You know. So I'm not just thinking of it. It's like six. Yes, it sounds. Like, and then people are probably like, oh, he's, it's math. I, I hate math. And why, And I don't want to listen anymore. But but the thing is, don't they try to take the math out of it. It's, the math is just a description. It's also everything in music theory is just a description for stuff that sounds good. 
So mm-hmm. the, you know what I mean? So it's just a label for something that sounds good. You know, it's so, you know, don't be, don't be afraid of it. And then you can, you know, it's like, oh, when you hear Buddha, you know, that's like, okay, great. That's six, you know, six to one. Right. And that's a, that's a very common vo- vocal thing. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and by the way, all blues players, uh, I don't hear enough six. At Berkeley, okay. If you <laughs> six is like a really important blues note, right? It's it's like every we're we're all because the guitar is tuned to you know E E minor pentatonic, right? Uh, was it? You know, was it? Here, sorry. You know, it's tuned to E minor pentatonic. We all want to be a, like minor pentatonic all the time because it, it also sits well, right? But but. If you were singing, probably sing, you probably end up singing a six instead of a flat seven, you know. And it's it's, uh, and then you look at, you know, Grant Green, right? He's like, it's like, you know, it's all of the anyway. So much six in the context of blues, right? Um, Cheryl, as we're kind of wrapping up our pot of coffee for today, what's on your mind here? Wow. Um, you shared so much wisdom, really, wisdom with us. Um, I really love, back to the stuff you were talking about, just working on things really slowly, and then you develop them, you know? Um, and, yeah, the things we were talking about, the pathways and, and all of that. So I think there's a lot everybody's going to get out of what you're sharing with us. So thanks for thanks for all that awesome information well thank you for sharing all your wisdom and it, it like i'll tell everybody who's listening i mean it's this like a heavenly job to work with <sighs> with all of you and again it's like i think i think it's just i think we what's so great is like this you know department and the school we're, we're we all learn so much from each other, right? It, it's it's just a, a and we're, and I just want to say how lucky I feel to be a part of it. You know, it's just just mm-hmm. every day. You know, I, I tell my students every time. You know, I'm the luckiest person in the world to be doing this, right? You know, it's no joke. It is it's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah, I feel that way too. I feel that way too. Working with all of you, and and definitely with you, Norm, and. Um, yeah, it's an amazing department. Um, Ian, what about you? What are you thinking about as we're kind of wrapping up? I really liked your answer to that question. I mean, it's just like, man, how about play more six? Like, <laughs> it's such a useful and quick thing to be like, yeah, I mean, just check out some intervals. Yeah, I really, really appreciate that. Yeah. I, what I really loved about this, and I mean, what I loved about a lot of it, I, I love that there's these ideas of here's a strategy and then here's all these possibilities, you know, like let's bring it back to one simple thing. And then think about if you really got to know that one thing and you got really comfortable and you went really slow, look at all of the places it can go. And that's just such a cool thing to think about. Um, you know, as we're here in our summer and everybody's getting amped up again for the new academic year, which is kind of our new year, you know, um, 
and uh, I think it's a great thing. So, so Norm, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, can I just pass one thing about the intervals on? I don't want to please. Be... I could talk about There's... diets okay. all day. One, one thing, one thing. I just I forgot to mention about it that, that when I was thinking about the answer, you have to deal with there's there's a, one of these things nobody talks about really when we're talking about intervals. We're going between base twelve and base seven. And you've got to get comfortable with that, that that when we talk about intervals, we talk about half steps mm -hmm. and then we we just and we tell this and we never think about when I, when I'm talking about the students and then we're like, oh, no, and that's one, two, three, you know, and then we're not saying and then we're saying, yeah, but measure the half steps. And it's we're, there's an inconsistency in music. It's like I thought about if I'm going to explain this to A.I., the AI is going to understand music in a base 12 system. So meaning it's going to think of everything in, in half steps. And when we tell students, when we're introducing them to inter intervals, we're kind of bouncing back between saying it's a, it's a seven structure and then also saying it's, it's a 12 structure and we don't and, and get and, 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 and the students feel confused. And I think that there's, that there's a big, confusion in there so you got to get comfortable going between those two different ways of counting this the, the 12 notes right that's just one thing i forgot to mention about the intervals sorry i don't I intervals is up. a whole world and i'm glad that you i love them i could i i was once famously quoted as saying you never graduate from intervals no so that's great. Well, Norm, thank you for being with us. <laughs> thank you so uh, much for having me. Thank you, Ian, for uh, for another coffee talk. Thank you, Cheryl. And um, cheers, everybody. Coffee cheers. cheers. Tea cheers. And uh, we'll uh, be here with you next time on the next coffee talk.